summoned you here for a purpose. Transformyourgame.net Welcome one, welcome all, to the third episode of the Transform Your Game podcast. My name is Richard, and I'll be your host and moderator. I have the pleasure and privilege of the company of my three co-hosts, Kent. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Kai. Yo, yo, yo. And Joel. Hey there. And before we get into the thick of things, there's always a small bit of housekeeping. Uh, We have two major items to cover real quick. The first is that we're in March, the month of the Hunter Burton Memorial Open. It's upon us, the seventh incarnation of this really awesome event. It's meant to raise mental health and suicide awareness. Uh, It's a great event, and it's expanding its menu of supported games this year, including ours. Uh, On top of being an awesome uh, event with great cause behind it, uh, we at TransformerGame.net are happy to announce that the finishes provided at the Transformers tournament here will count toward our Player of the Year race that's currently going on. Uh, Regional tournaments like this will start out being counted as the same value that we count a Pro Play Tour qualifier, uh, but they might have the point weight given to them expanded upon reaching certain player attendance thresholds. If you yourself have competitive regional tournaments set up like this, and you'd like to make your case as to why they should be counted towards the Player of the Year race, message us to submit your reasons why. Uh, the second bit of housekeeping here is that we wanted to give a huge shout-out to the resource we've been using as a reference for the compiled list of spoilers released thus far. It's Computron's Lab. A link to their site will be included in the description of this video, but it's a fast and well-organized resource for seeing what cards have been revealed so far. They fulfill an awesome function for the community, and we thought they deserved a shout-out. So check them out if you want to follow along in real time and see the cards for yourself. Uh, just one thing real quick. The, uh, the link description for the uh, Hunter Burton Memorial will also be in the description description so that you can check that out if you want to attend or just keep up with the event. Yeah, absolutely. And I should specify that the Hunter Burton itself, like the Transformers tournament, will be on March the 28th, and the tournament start time, I believe, is 1 p.m., although that could be subject to scheduling change, but I think as of right now, it's 1 p.m., so if nothing, nothing, you know, no divine intervention happens, then that's when things will be going on. Make sure you leave time for, like, registration, etc., etc. Boom. Housekeeping done. Guys, Spoilers. Shall we dive in? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think first off, we're going to start with some of the regular characters uh, since they're kind of home sweet home for us. So let's go to the second super rare that has been revealed. Talk about Trax. Uh, so Trax is a nine-star super rare. Uh, one thing I think Drew mentioned this is that like all the super, none of the super rares are going to be um, multiple parts. Right, I believe he specified that so that you didn't have to spend a lot of time opening packs to like collect them, which I think is really interesting. So all the super rares I believe are going to be regular characters as opposed to being body heads or combiners or anything like that. Um, so but Trax himself is a nine-star character. He's car in melee for an Autobot with four attack, 13 health, and two defense in alt mode. And when you flip to his alt mode, one of your characters, which can be him, gets plus one attack until the end of the turn unless it shares a trait with him, so whether it's melee or car or something like that, uh, then actually gets plus two instead. And he can choose himself, so he can always give himself plus two when he's flipping to this mode. And then in bot mode, he loses a defense and puts it into his attack, so he's a 5-13-1. He stays melee, and it says when this attacks, you do a damage to an enemy that isn't a car or a plane. Uh, I, You know, guys, I, I think I think I'll give it up to you to talk. Cool. I I really like this guy. Um, There's, you know, a bit of trying to calculate exactly where he belongs and what kind of deck to build around him. I mean, of course, right at first, I just think direct damage. Getting to basically zap, you know, any character you want um, every time you attack, that's pretty valuable because they can't really do anything to block that or prevent that giving the stat bonus on attack uh, when he flips back to car mode i could see this really going into a you know three wide car stack very easily and just making everybody better as the game progresses just by flipping tracks which is really cool it does give a rollout and start your engines and more functionality but i'm i don't know it's weird because that nine spot roll is already for wheeljack so it depends on if you want to go all in on Wheeljack or spread the, the damage buff around with this guy. 
I think that I could see people moving back to tracks instead of wheeljack just because like, hey, right now we're seeing, you know, plus two defense heads and tough three on on characters before they even have any armors on them just because of the Titan Masters. So some of that like extra bold that Wheeljack gets might not be as important as just regular static buffs and doing some direct damage focused ideas. See for see for me, um, I actually think Trax is more of a support character than a main than a build around character, because like you swing with him first, you do the damage or whatever, and then you just buff your guys from for the rest of the wheel turn until either you one tap or, you know. But that it just seems to me that even if he can give himself plus two, I don't know. You you'd only really do that if you're doing like start your engines. I've I've got I'm, something to say about this. So like just when we're talking about starter engines and cars as kind of an archetype, like a, on a larger scale of things, um, one thing I think is really important uh, to look at. So you mentioned Kai that this is kind of competing at nine stars with the wheeljack slot, the wave one wheeljack. I agree, and I think one of the, the things that is, I don't even think the attack difference is really what like makes. The is make or break on the decision. I think that what makes or break on the decision is the fact that the car's deck is about its untap effects, right? So it's about start your engines and it's about turbo boosters. Uh, so the fact that Wheeljack, in addition to the Cliff Jumper ability, helps you dig towards your cars that you actually care about, I think that is what actually puts uh, him in a better place in that archetype at large over tracks. I think as long as that's what Cars is about, Trax is probably not going to see a lot of play in it. That said, you know, I could be wrong. I do think that the base six in alt mode is really interesting if Cars wants to explore like a head-on collision kind of build that's really more about pump actions or something like that. I don't know. Like maybe there's something there, but um, I I'm not as excited for the car in its base mode at nine stars. If it was eight stars, I might be a little bit more interested in it personally same it, it might be in a blue shell useful it, it would take some testing uh the the energon invitational qualifier that i won uh down in houston i was playing blue cars with fire drive and i was using raider Roadhugger and his pump ability it was very very useful now that gives plus three instead of plus two but i also have to tap Roadhugger and discard a blue card to do that so it's possible that this giving plus two but not costing a card and only a flip and it happens every single time that you use one of those untapped cards or flip to flip to alt mode cards like start your engines that it might find a place in a deck like that. That's actually pretty interesting to think about because um, blue really is wanting for those type of pump effects, right? So he's a pretty pretty clearly better on the attack than like something like Wheeljack in a blue cars deck. How do you guys feel about aerial enhancements, the stratagem oh, yeah. that goes with tracks? So the I'll, I'll go ahead and read the strategy out just for the listeners. Uh, so aerial enhancements, you have to play it with tracks Autobot Warrior, who we just talked about. It's a one-star uncommon stratagem that says when your tracks Autobot Warrior is in alt mode, he's actually also a plane in addition to being a melee car character, which I think is really interesting and is a huge lore win, right? Oh, absolutely. On the original G1 uh, toy, he had these uh, wings that would pop out from underneath him and he could fly. And I believe he does that in maybe just one episode of the Gen 1 line in season one uh, or season two. But um, it's really cool to see that deep cut into the lore and to make a stratagem based around it that just for tracks. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's really cool, and and uh, I believe Kevin Allen, uh, the, one of the many champions of Cars decks, uh, was the person who spoiled this too. So I think that's pretty fitting. They've been pretty spot on in giving people spoilers. They gave belligerence to Blues on Attack, right? Yep. And they gave uh, the flying car to the guy who's posted memes about flying cars and Transformers in the Facebook group for a long time now. <laughs> I don't know that the, the strategy in itself gives me much more interest in playing him, though. Right? Like, a uh, 10-star plane, we're competing with a Windsweeper. Right? Like, Windsweeper seems like a better plane card to me than this guy does. And playing them together, you only get five more stars, so what are you going to do? Like, 
I don't know. I, I'm not particularly enthused by this guy, but maybe the place that I would want to play him is yet to, been, uh, yet to be revealed. We still have a lot of character cards left to go in this set. Yeah, that's how I'm sort of feeling with this guy. Okay, shall we move on to the next one? Sure. The next card we have is Autobot Gears, and he is a seven-star truck specialist, uh, four attack, ten health, two defense. When you flip to alt mode, move an upgrade from an enemy to another enemy. And in his bot mode, he is also a specialist with now three attack, 10 health, and now three defense, uh, which is pretty substantial. When you flip to this mode, return an upgrade on an enemy to its owner's hand. Kai, what are your thoughts? Dude, this <laughs> this guy is pretty sweet. He's he's the kind of support character that I'm that I'm looking for when I'm building like control decks because he just even just flipping to bot mode just the one time you get the three defense and you also return an upgrade to the opponent's hand. That's just really that's just a really good control effect. And that's not even considering his stratagem either. So, it's, like, I really love this character. You want to go ahead and read the stratagem too, Ken? While we're here, the stratagem is sabotage. Uh, for one star, and it is a common. While you have Autobot gears, transport, and reconnaissance on the battlefield, enemies being upgraded can't cause abilities of your opponent's cards to trigger. <laughs> He that just shuts off so good. <laughs> yeah, he, he shuts off so much stuff. So just a real quick list of uh, things that he shuts off. Armed Hovercraft, uh, the Wave 1 uh, upgrades that destroy like uh, Drill Arms, Scrapper Gauntlets, Crushing Size. He shuts off Turbo Boosters. He shuts off uh, Attack Drone and Extra Padding, Bashing Shields. It, like The list goes on. It's just so it's crazy how much stuff he shuts down with just the stratagem. Yeah. It's insane. It, I think I posted a super long list in, if not our group chat on Facebook, then at least one of my group chats on Facebook about Transformers. And the list is just, it's so many cards long, right? Like uh, Drill Arms, Bashing Shield, Enforcement Batons, Field Communicator, Armed Hovercraft, right? Like uh, Crushing Size, the, it goes on and on and on forever. It's, it's insane. You can't even, I, I think it even stops like the extra paddings and the attack drones letting you play extra ones. Yeah. Yes, it does. That's so dumb. <laughs> it's so strong. Because, like, not only are you turning off their, the upgrade abilities when the character would be upgraded, you just flipping to bot mode basically means you get to remove two upgrades, two or three upgrades even, in a turn, just by flipping and then playing Bashing Shield or Ramming Speed or something like that. So it's, it's just such a strong control support character. Oh, yeah, and it's not a symmetrical thing, is it? It's literally enemies being upgraded, so all of mine still work. Yeah. God, that card's good. I'll tell you <laughs> two places I'm really excited about this card. One is Sealed. He's going to be so good in Sealed. If your opponent has one guy who needs to be protected, and you can just use this guy to return or move the armor that's saving him currently from your onslaught, it's going to be so good. And you have a way to interact with weapons that way. On top of that... I'm really, really pumped. Oh, and you're going to see a lot of him because he's common. And on top of that, uh, I've been playing a lot of Popper near the end, like the commons-only format for Transformers. I think we were calling it... Um, Junkion. Right, especially with kind of like the burgeoning health totals, like HP totals that came with a lot of characters in Wave 4, right? I mean, like you had 7 stars with 12 and 13 health kind of all over the place. Like, uh, So 8 for 10 is not a lot. I know you got good defense, but the fact that like the kind of the prevailing aggro deck of the, of the moment is the uh, Pierce Heavy deck means that this guy's going to die in basically one hit. Sorry, get KO'd in one hit. Right. I just did the same thing you did, Joel. Um, but I, I think that's, that's something to go against him. That said, if that deck seems to fall out of favor and we have more of a traditional aggressive deck kind of take... That role in the metagame, um, the fact that he's a specialist means he can wear my favorite card of the moment, which is Sturdy Armor, which means that he can just have that extra nice pick, uh, uh, plus two defense that can be picked up. And the fact that he his stratagem will be on him, or like will be in play, will mean that they cannot bashing shield your Sturdy Armor away, which is chef's kiss. So good. <laughs> well, one thing that, uh, that Kent and I were working on before PPD Dallas was 
the combo deck and we were constantly battling trying to figure out how to get around turbo board and and that's that's uh where kit came up with the idea of uh going off on your opponent's turn well this card says no more combo there's no way to destroy their stratagem without killing i'm sorry koing uh autobot gears so sorry kent this looks like this is just a straight complete hoser for combo decks it absolutely is um it makes me cry a little bit but at the same time i can see myself using the eight stars for gears and his stratagem in control decks so I don't know. I, I really like how it just messes with the opponent so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he fits both sides of the spectrum really, really well. And you can move him around. I mean, I really, really like Gears. Um, I almost feel like he could have been the SRT instead of tracks. Uh, <laughs> like he's Let's just that's how much crazy. I like this card. <laughs> it's a very strong card. I will say this. So there's, I have one more pro dimension and one more con dimension. I'll go with the con first because you know that we can end on a bit of good news for him. Uh, so the con is, if you're going to play him with the stratagem, that's eight stars for ten health. That's not a good rate. Well, and another thing about gears is he can work on the aggro side as well. Uh, most control decks, you know, they want to set up their characters with upgrades and you know, do these actions to dig for cards that they need and such like that. And, and Gears is like, no, nah, why don't you throw it back in your hand? Oh, you wanted it on, on that guy? Now let's move it over to this other guy. I'd be really interested to maybe explore some kind of four-wide aggressive deck with him. Um, I don't know that you could do kind of the traditional, like, patrol builds because they really do want to make the absolute maximum out of that 11 to 12 star character that they kind of get alongside. I don't know that he is centerpiece material with the low health total, um, but I would be excited to maybe see a little bit more even split on the stars amongst a four-wide aggro deck that features gears in kind of like a disruptive role. Who knows? What well, what about like uh, off-road patrol, four of them plus gears? That can maybe work. Yeah, and you just use his flips to like mess with them. We don't want to give away our tech too soon, Ken. <laughs> How do you guys? Uh, you guys say we move on to the, on to some of the bodies. I know we could probably spend a lot of time on gears, but all right. So the next character we have is Chrome Dome. He's a car specialist, uh, eight stars, and he's four thirteen two. And when this attacks, and your opponent has three or more actions in their KO area, is this gets plus three until end of turn. And then if you flip to his body mode, he's a five thirteen one. Uh, just the specialist, and when you flip to this mode, look at your opponent's hand and put an action from it into their KO area. Um, you know, at at first glance, I think that that the ability on the on the alt mode is really good, but then you realize it says KO area and not scrap pile, and you, <laughs> and you realize that you're extremely unlikely to ever get this effect off. So he's really just a four attack for what's going to amount to at least nine stars, depending on, on which which head you decide to put on him. I, I'm really not super excited about this card. I mean, you, you could flip him, but but flipping him three times to, to make them discard is, is asking a lot. Right, and even if you get this, even if we get this supposed body mode rest, escape route that everyone's touting exists, uh, I, don't, I think I'd rather do something more exciting than try and scrap, or try and KO my opponent's actions. Uh, I mean, so I actually, I think I'm higher on this car than you guys are. I don't know that I want to make him a centerpiece of anything, but I do think that he could be a valuable sideboard character against some of the uh, combo decks, right? So let's say that um, you have an eight-star body that's already on your team. I don't know, maybe Perceptor? Um, just, just to, you know, make throwing one out there. Perceptor is great for inevitability, 
right, because of the way that he stacks cards cards underneath him to build a high attack. But uh, the combo decks might not give you enough time to really get that off in a way where it actually makes a lot of sense. Whereas like Chrome Dome is kind of targeted hate, and the fact that he puts card puts the actions into the KO area is really powerful against a deck that cares specifically about a small number of action cards. Right, so we're talking about the overwhelming advantages of the world, the daring escapes of the world. Um, you can do it against things like a quartermaster, even, or maybe like equipment enthusiast. Right, like there are a number of cards that are very good to actually to just like to take out of the rotation of your opponent's deck. Let's say that you are playing something like a, a perceptor. Right, you're very likely to have cards in your deck already that are asking you to flip, or that are, pardon me, ramping up the the rate at which you flip modes. Whether it's rapid conversion, showing off, or the escape route that Kai is talking about may exist for body modes. Ooh, pardon me. Maybe it's the escape route that uh, everyone is, is touting will exist for, for body modes. I think if you're already playing cards like that, the opportunity cost of having a character like this as a hate card in your sideboard that um, doesn't – that is kind of like targeted against like a very specific section of the metagame might be really useful. Um, but I, I do agree that I don't think the power level is there for him to be a centerpiece of something uh, as a main deck character. Well, just to jump in on that, we just talked about a card that would be more effective against combo. That would cost you eight stars, and that was Autobot Gears. Right. So I'm saying, but I'm, I'm saying, Autobot Gears would be great against uh, against a lot of the against the combo decks too, right? But. I mean, so playing the stratagem, the way sideboarding rules are probably going to work with stratagems is the stratagem is actually going to eat a sideboard slot from your ten cards too. So if you want to play, if you want to play something like um, like gears with his stratagem in your sideboard, it's not just your character character slot that's taking up; it's also taking one of your ten battle card slots. Very good point. So that's that's part of the cost of playing that as a sideboard thing. Yeah, so when I look at Chrome Dome, um, who lore-wise is a very central character in the IDW comics, um, more than meets the eye and Lost Light, um, he's actually a uh, gay transformer, believe it or not. Um, with his, his partner is Eject, and it's actually uh, pretty beautiful how they like weave it all together and you, an important card out of your opponent's hand is pretty important especially if it's one of those green chips that they already have or maybe they just picked it up and oh i've been waiting to see this card and then you're like yeah it's gone wrong one of the things that i was doing in wave two um with espionage was I was using it because I played uh, three wide prime at Origins, and I actually used that card defensively. So let's say I was fighting against bugs or cars. I play espionage um, as soon as I can, and it's like, there went your grenade launcher. I just saved four damage. There went your reckless charge. I just saved four damage or whatever. Um, take their best card away from them. You know, and while cars could kind of recover a bit because they had so much card draw, bugs, they're just top decking. <laughs> so you take away some of their key damage cards and that that deck gets crippled pretty easily. Um, you know, and then you have Flame War and all that good stuff, too. I I, I, I kind of second that. But I also I also want to pose a, pose a kind of like thing to keep in mind, right? So... I think that as – if over time, like, the alt mode ability trends towards something that's more regular, right? So because of the KO zone and it's not the scrapyard, once it's once that condition is met, um, that condition will always be met, right? Like, they're not going to have a way very likely to get cards from your KO zone back into your deck. Correct. So if there were cards, say, in this set – I'm not saying there is, but, like – Hypothetically, if there are more ways to get cards from your opponent's deck or hand into their KO zone, then that could be something that's that's to keep in mind as towards the playability of this card. Or in future sets, if there are additional ways to put cards from your opponent's deck into the KO zone. 
Like those are things. I think the playability of Chrome Dome as a main deck character is kind of it's it's really not true right now, but I think it does trend towards very likely over time. I think that a couple of the of, I think he is he has pretty solid stats. They're not great, but cars typically don't have super high attack numbers, right? Uh, and he does have good health. He's got good health, and he's got two defense in the in in the right mode. So if you lose the die roll, he still has two defense. Like he could get better this set if they have a a card that you know helps strip away more uh, actions from uh, their hand to their KO. Or in future sets, I'm sure eventually we will see something like that. Yeah, I can only see this card getting stronger. Like this is probably the lowest I'll be at this on this card because they they can easily increase the power level of an action and then make it KO itself like a recovery to set, and then that would just feel him. So. Yeah, I think right now he's the lowest I'll see him, but he's he's only gonna get better. It's also a cool lore-wise ability because like he kind of he kind of deletes selectively deletes files from people's from other other bots like memories. So moving a, moving action to the KO zone is kind of like deleting it from ever actually being in play ever again. Very cool. Kind of cool. A little top-down design. Never hurts. Love it. Um, next, we're gonna talk about Horror Bull. He is, yes, he is a beast melee that is six stars. Uh, Three attack, nine body, two defense. And he says, when you flip to this mode, to his alt mode, move one damage counter from this to an enemy. When you flip to body mode, remains melee, attack becomes four, defense one. And when you play a black pip card, do one damage to an enemy and one damage to this. Um. So he only has nine life, so I'm not super crazy about dealing damage to him uh, <laughs> just by playing a card. Um, you, you can flip back to the other mode and, and move that one damage. That, that's the argument for that, I guess, but it's only one damage. It, it almost turns any black pip card into a zap in addition to whatever uh, into whatever the card effect was in the first place. So that's kind of useful, but... He's really small. He's only going to have nine life. A one star head. You're paying seven stars for for nine health. That's just not really going to get it done right now. I don't think. I do think it'd be interesting to play him alongside specifically the card special delivery from Wave Four, right? Which is kind of the fling, but it's a black pip. So if you flip him to his bot mode, then you get to turn it into basically a a marksmanship that doesn't need your the target to be in um, in bot mode for it to actually work, right? Like that's pretty interesting. I mean, I um, could take, I could take that even further. Just play wedge formation, and then you ooh. have a recurable zap slash marksmanship. So that's pretty hot, actually. You play it, and then it heals immediately. He's pretty awesome. Yeah, I actually think that his partner that gives him plus two health. Uh, for one star, uh, his Titan Master, and then Grax for three stars gives this guy five additional health. That's not bad. I think that we're going to start seeing at at some point all these like black weapons really have me excited about trying this game from a different axis. The compatibility with him and black pips, I think that's going to be really strong. And, yeah, we'll see what happens. Pretty darn competitive deck right now um, with, with that guy. And Horrible might fit really well because of his low star cost and the fact that if, if you want to have more defense, sure. If you want to have more health, sure. Even just a slight bump doesn't increase your stars that much, but maybe you want tough four. You know, so he stays alive that way. Okay, now you're looking at a a 10-star character, but he's probably going to stick around. Yeah, I mean, he is the cheapest body mode we've seen so far, right, at six stars? So, I mean, that's that's a boon in his favor, right? Like, I think, pardon me, but in in my playtesting so far with some of the really poorly proxied Wave 5 cards... um, Kind of like yours, Kent, that you posted. <laughs> yeah, yeah n- nobody has a worse proxy than my uh, hand-drawn windsweeper. 
No, but I'm I'm giving you a run for your money. I really am. Um, you should you should see the the microscope I drew on my perceptor proxy. It's horrible. Oh, it's geez. like it's unrecognizable. Dude, That's you gotta point. post it. You gotta post it, man. No, I I want to keep my standing in the community if I can. Um, Hey, but, Kate won uh, first place, okay? Yeah, so, that's I mean, true. <laughs> okay, okay. But I, I think that the heads have been um, a larger impact on the game, the flow of combat, the kind of a weird turns that they will sometimes give to you, whether it's like a respite from like a big onslaught attack from your opponent, right? So let's say your opponent has like three dudes untapped, and then they attack and they KO your body mode, having the head pop off and kind of stop their combat. Is, has been really relevant. Like the, I think just having like con, kind of the lack, for lack of a better term, the meat shields of the of the little heads once they pop off into bot mode has been really awesome. Like a very very huge boon. So I think that like I, I kind of me personally, I don't know about you guys, I undervalued the idea of just kind of um, a two character kind of like single unit that the head-body combination of Titan Masters provides to a team. And I think Horrible might be kind of like the best example of how powerful that mechanic is because I don't think the card on its face is very good Like, like as, as far as like power or playability. I think the fact that it's cheap and it's going to give you basically two characters where you have like this buff that applies basically across the two of them. Like let's say you're playing... Um, What's his, Grax is the plus five health, so if you play Grax with him here, and then you get a lot of extra damage or utility out of Horrible's two modes, and you have Grax pop off, and he eats, you know, one to two extra attacks and is base four attack on his own. Like, that's so much tempo in a game. And up to this point, like, I just haven't seen that many decks in Transformers that really capitalize on tempo very much, but I think that that's one of the, like, the resources that... Titan Masters really kind of give you the option to build your deck towards exploiting, which is really cool. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I think I'm actually the highest on uh, Horrible and potentially the next one. Let's let's say you play Rock Toss, right? So you get the plus, you get the one damage from that, and then you do one damage to yourself and then the enemy, and then you do, and then you flip to alt, and then you get another damage. So that's three damage just for playing the Rock Toss. If you just think of it that way, you're basically turning all your black pips into zaps and or um, marksmanships, as we mentioned earlier. But it's so take it take for example uh, David Burgos's uh, Orange Pierce Madness deck. That that deck has a weakness to aggro because if you aren't killing the character immediately, then you have to sink another attack into it. So if you play horrible in in stance of that lineup, then you basically turn it into it might not be that bad of a matchup because all your blacks all just shoot the other guys that are tapped and you can just keep piercing or just going for guaranteed damage with the guy because you can you can play flame out or um, even uh, clobber and he'll still he'll do a substantial amount of damage too so I think don't forget about uh, Parsec right Parsec one star bolt one. one that is true and yeah because uh, Parsec could then take the place of like, on barrage and. Just add it as a like a range option, but he's melee. So I mean, that's that's why I'm like really impressed with this card, even though his health is low. But yeah, just in that, just in a wide deck, I think he's gonna shine really, really, really well. I'm be honest, that's a lot more positive than I thought we were gonna be about horrible. <laughs> I will say this. Okay, so I got I've got to add one more con to him, which is that easily the worst name in the game. <laughs> So far, uh, yeah. In this game specifically, yeah. I've, but I've I've played games where there are cards like totally awesome, and it's a frog. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not the worst, but it's it's close. Joel, do you have any uh, extra th extra thoughts on the on this card? I, I really don't. I y'all seem to be super excited about it, and uh, if you can prove prove me wrong, then good on you. But good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I'll need it. There it is. There's the wet blanket we know and love. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's move on to, I think, the last body mode for uh, this week's spoilers, which is going to be Decepticon Quake. So Decepticon Quake is seven stars, uh, not unlike, I think, the first one we went over. Uh, but he is a ranged tank Decepticon, uh, and he's got four attack, eight health, and three defense in his alt mode. And when he's the only character left on your battlefield, he has plus two attack. 
So kind of some shades of Wave 1 Super Rare B, right? Like the plus 2 attack and plus 2 defense that he got. And then when you flip him to the body mode, he is ranged, 5 attack, 8 health still, and then 2 defense. And when this or another character is KO'd, uh, you do 1 damage to each other character. I'm just reading now for the first time that it's not your characters. It also applies to your opponent's characters, which I think is actually pretty cool. I personally am not super high on this guy. I, I've said before that I like that we continue the trend of tanks get a lot of defense. Um, I think it's cool. I like that it's kind of like a universal thing that happens for them. But 8 health is just... It's just not enough against like the Orange Pierce Madness deck, which, by the way, Kai, I know that um, David, if he listens to this, will be hugely <laughs> happy that we use the actual name that he gave us um, for the deck as opposed to calling it some of the other nicknames or shorter, shorter names for it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I was excited for Horrible. I'm less excited for this guy. Horrible is one extra health for one fewer star. I mean, he's not ranged. Range is obviously a boon, but... I, I just don't know where I want to play this guy. He doesn't work with Hunker Down the way that you want him to because <clears throat> Hunker Down flips you from bot mode to alt mode, if I'm not mistaken. Do you guys know for sure? Just want to make sure. Yeah, Hunker doesn't work down with him. Yeah, I mean, you have to already be in tank mode, which is fine. Like, you can do that. You can play to set that up, but it just it, it kind of like leans itself away from some of the incentives that currently exist for playing decks that might want Quake. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not impressed. Yeah, I kind of look at this guy, and I think it's interesting that he has this strafing run ability whenever someone gets KO'd. Uh, yeah, he only has 8 health, but he also has 3 defense to start out, and also 5 attack in body mode. Um, and you could pair him with a head that makes that just a little bit bigger for a very small star investment. So that's cool. I kind of wonder about him and Horrible and, you know, maybe another character that is black-focused and, you know, maybe Photon Bomb and, like, Erratic Energy Grenade. And you're just, like, sitting there just dealing damage to everybody, obviously armed hovercraft. Those those type of effects where you're just trying to, you know, obliterate your opponent's side of the, the field. While, yeah, you're taking a little bit too, but not quite as much. Maybe you have, okay. you know, some kind of repair ability. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's not strafing on, right? It's one to each other character. It's not enemy characters. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's one to everybody, including your own. Sure. But but at yeah. the same time, like, isn't there a wave one card? It's not emergency maintenance, but um, repair bay. Mm -hmm. and, you, and you play that action. And now I've healed off all the one uh, damage to myself. So, and all my team. Well, bad attitude is bad attitude heal as well. If you started the game with all Decepticons, yes. Yeah, but that's not... You already got one. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's... Maybe there's a way to have this guy function with Skywarp Teleporting Seeker from Wave 2. That and Photon Bomb and the Bad Attitude. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think that his body mode is particularly useful. I don't like dealing damage to all of my guys. Uh, especially when I'm paying this many stars for something that only starts with eight life. Uh, if I was going to use this character, I think that his best head would be Ominous because he would fit in with what people have been trying to do with tanks since wave one, not to large success. So I'm, I'm not real excited um, about this guy. Unfortunately, either. he's a tank. I think we still have a lot of heads left to be revealed. And I think if if he was going to have an ideal head, it would be one that reduces Pierce, kind of like a point defense system that was a head. I could see that. I would really like to see that, too. So would I, but that's only because I keep dying to all these Pierce decks. <laughs> um, but that's just me. I should just play things with orange pips in them, but I can't seem to will myself to do it. Me neither. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the aggro guy, no problem. <laughs> we have to have one, so thank you. All right, um, so um, 
Now for my positive uh, corner of this segment. Uh, <laughs> uh, so imagine, imagine this guy with clobber, he, which makes him 11 stars. Just turn one, you transform him, and then you swing with both three. And this is in uh, Airstrike, I forgot to mention. So th- this, this is the conundrum now. Do you kill this guy and then take one and then give, get, give them an untapped bolt three guy? Or do you kill the other guys but still take the one damage er- overall? Like it, He pre- presents a very interesting conundrum uh, in that deck where um, it kind of turns it kamikaze and just like all in at the beginning. Because starting the game with the bolt is really, really good. Because the way aggro wins is by taking as much damage from your opponent as much as uh, as quickly as possible so doing that turn one uh, i think that's pretty good and then he he just keeps dealing damage even when he's tapped so he does do that that's pretty unique so yeah i think it's it's an interesting scenario at least so i don't know how good it'll be but because i literally just thought of it (laughs) like the day of that he was revealed which is today so but yeah that's a positive thought for me that does sound better than I was going to give him credit for. I'm worried that if we give him that head and in that deck that he's we're going to lose the die roll, we're going to get attacked for 11 on turn 1 from Jetfire Thrust, and he's just going to have died. Sure. I mean, <laughs> if you know you're going to lose the die roll, then you just side back into Optimus or something. But yeah, I'm, okay, I see what you're true. talking about. That's true. You know what? That's actually a really good point. right? Like You don't have to be committed to him for all the games. Right. And he might be a lot better on the play than on the draw. So that's a good that's a that's a really interesting thing to think about. I guess we haven't evaluated many many head bodies that way. Alright, I say we move on to some of the head modes since we're talking about the head body combo. Cool. Well first up we have Styler, which is originally a Chrome Dome's teammate. And this guy is a two-star head. Uh, and he gives plus one defense. When he's in bot mode, he attacks for two, has a mere one health and one defense, but he is ranged, uh, so that's obviously a very important uh, attribute to have. What do you think, Kai? Um, For two stars and one head, he's actually not all that bad. Getting de- just static defense on a character uh, isn't... St- is actually pretty good, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe we've seen a body with three defense, right? Not a body, but in alt mode, I believe we have. Well, I mean, I mean, like uh, one of the Titan Masters that has three in uh, defense, but yeah. Even, even if it's just they all have two defense, it's still really good at buffing them to that three, so I like this guy a lot. Quake has three. Quake, my boy. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I think the way that the, the meta currently is with the aggressive decks all being all this pierce, the extra defense actually isn't very relevant at the moment. But there's no telling what's going to happen with the meta going forward. And uh, for for two stars, I guess this head's okay. The the bot the bot mode is meh. Atrocious. <laughs> Yeah, I agree that the bot mode on this guy is atrocious. I do think that it's helpful that he's ranged. So oh, yeah, yeah. that dude wields uh, you know, a sturdy javelin or an armed hovercraft very, very well. And he does attack at two stars with the bigger they are very well as well, right? So he kind of wants to be in a defensive deck, very likely. I guess I could see him in an aggressive decks, um, but that's not where my brain wants to play him. I actually think that... He might be okay in the in a metagame similar to the one moving forward, if the, you know, incorporating some of the Titan Master uh, characters into into other strategies or spheres. Because I think playing this guy as your head is kind of in and of itself a deck building slant against the traditional aggressive decks, right? So let's say that you pick a body who you who is a reasonable health total and a two base defense in his alt mode or in their alt, alt mode, his or her. This makes it makes it so that you have three base defense in your in 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 whatever that mode that we're talking about here. Um, that in and of itself is pretty solid. Defending for around five on average 
is a really, really effective way to just deter aggressive decks from being able to get free attacks into you. If you're defending for five once they're out of resources, it's going to be really hard for them to actually put up the numbers that they want to to try to kill you in an effective or timely manner. Um, and because you're hedging towards the aggressive decks by just having this character on your team, you might have room to play some of the cards that are really good against the Pierce Heavy decks, the W5 Gyro Blasters, the Point Defense Systems. Like, you may have literally made room for yourself by playing this card in your lineup to include those and give yourself a chance against some of the things that might be a terrible matchup for you otherwise. Yeah, and don't forget Temporal Quagmire uh, that was spoiled a little bit ago. We're going to get there. Yeah, that that definitely stops uh, those pure stacks just right in their tracks. I love that card. What about tracks? <laughs> <laughs> what about tracks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You can cut that if you want to. I thought it was funny. All right. Uh, so let's see. Who's the next head? Uh, I believe it's Kai's turn. Yeah. All right. So we have the next head is Kreb. He gives two health. He gives uh, two health for one star, and on his bot side, he's a Titan Master Melee two two zero, and he's pretty much vanilla from there. Um, two HP for one health. That's that's a really good conversion rate. If you're trying to keep your character as cheap as possible, and like some of the other characters that we talked about, where their health was pretty low, I could see this guy a solution to those to that problem for very cheap costs. Right, I, I totally agree. I think that the one star for for two health is really awesome. Obviously, the bot mode is not really a big deal. I mean, zero defense, two attack. It's not. You're probably not going to finish the game off with that unless you uh, unless you're playing unless you're playing something like a like a bigger they are, because pretty much everything's bigger than that. Uh, one star. Red. <laughs> but but you're looking at you're looking at four four peers right there if you if you got something like that so uh, good luck stopping that. It's true. Um, I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold claim because I feel like I haven't made a bold claim in a long while. Um, maybe like as long as several minutes. So uh, I think this is the best one star head. I know we still have a lot of one-star heads to be revealed. My original estimation was probably like a lot of you guys, which is why I thought that one-star heads were going to do jack squat. Like they were going to be there just so you could have a character as cheap as possible. Um, two health is so far and above what I was expecting. Right? Like, so let's, let's take a practical example here. We talked about Chrome Dome earlier. Right, Chrome Dorm is at eight stars is a four thirteen two, but you'd play him with a head. If you put Kreb on him, he's nine stars for a four fifteen two. That doesn't exist. There are no nine star fifteen health characters in the game so far. That's literally already a unique individual setup. And on top of that, you get two characters for this. Right, like this guy is incredible, in my estimation. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, we have the bold one head in Parsec. We have the plus two health head in Kreb. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a tough one head, uh, fingers crossed. But I think that Kreb is going to end up being better than any of the other ones regardless. Yeah, I really like this guy. I mean, one star for, for two health is, is pretty cool. And back to what you were saying about having nine stars and 15 health on uh, for Chrome Dome... The closest we have to that is Siege 2 Thundercracker, who uh, is nine stars and has 14 health. And then, actually, I believe it's Siege 3, or Siege 3, <laughs> Siege 1 Ratchet, who is eight stars with 14 health but zero defense. <laughs> so, so we kind of get close to that. Where I actually think that this fits in, and it's mainly because of his body ability, I feel like with Horrible, like this is supposed to go in a Black Pip base deck. Horrible loves Black Pips. Kreb is his partner. Obviously, Horrible gets a little bit more health this way. And then when Kreb becomes the bot after Horrible is extinguished, then he comes over for two Pierce because you're playing a Black Pierce deck. I mean, you could also put him on, uh, I think, the, the biggest... 
um, kind of body that we have right now is, is Skull Smasher, right? As a one-star head, if you put it on Skull Smasher, his total star count is only 12. That means that Skull Smasher will be a 16 health character that is capable of dealing out-of-combat damage to smaller characters and still leaves you room to be four wide with some of the patrol setups. That's a really, really powerful way to, to go about things. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree with your uh, hot take, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, is, is there like a particular lineup that you would like want to see or that you th- you're thinking about trying this as the head in, Kai? Uh, the Skull Smasher deck you were talking about does interest me a little, but I haven't really thought about that this head specifically too much. I've been thinking more grandiose uh, ideas, as you can see or hear from earlier. Joel, you got any thoughts on this guy? Uh, no, man. I'm just ready to go on to clobber. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the aggro guy wants to talk about the aggro head. I, surprise, surprise. Seriously, I mean, I know that this, the cards like this just bring out the inner Timmy in me. Uh, my my favorite colors to play in Magic were, were green and red. I couldn't always play those because they weren't usually very good. But I just love beating people down. That's exactly what this guy does. So anyway, let's talk about Clobber. Uh, as a head mode, he gives bold three for four stars. And in bot mode, he is a Dinobot and melee, two attack, four health, zero defense, bold three. Um, I I think that's pretty good. I I, I'm really like envisioning him in some sort of deck with something like uh, free actions from Blaster and lots of lots and lots of bold and just beating people down really really fast. He also has a stratagem that goes along with him, only with the with the stratagem is specific to the head. So it's uh, me Grimlock, you Grimlock. <laughs> While your clobber is in head mode, the character he's on has the Dinobot trait. I'm not super excited about that to be totally honest with you because that basically makes him a five star head Mm -hmm. Uh, so five stars for bold three not nearly as exciting as four stars because before that we had bold two for three stars from flame out so just one more star an extra bold this guy's got me pretty excited about playing some aggro if uh, if you guys will allow it (laughs) you're allowed but Dino Chomp makes him bold A. Come on now. <laughs> For the low, low cost of discarding your hand. <laughs> I'm uh, not that. Yeah. I'm not that aggro. <laughs> <laughs> We've reached his limit. Oh, uh, all, all joking aside, though, yes, I do think this head is really strong. It's just that bold three on two characters. Starting out the game with that on two characters is just a little scary. A little scary. Not gonna lie. Yeah, a character starting out with a permanent power punch slash supercharge, whatever, that is scary. For a blue control player, for a combo player, like that is not something you want to see. Some giant guy coming at you on turn one with bold three. They haven't even been able to play a card yet, but like here it comes. Like get ready. I also think back to the Black Pip idea. This is really strong there, too, where you're not necessarily having to flip orange-black the entire time. Um, I could definitely see this going on blue-black base deck. Again, can be very offensive uh, base, like, hey, solid orange, yeah, let's go to town. Or blue-black, I think, could have a place in the meta depending on the character lineup and what heads you pair with them. Okay. I know normally this is Joel's job, but I want to I want to wet blanket this a little bit. Um, I think the listeners are probably not surprised by this, given how much I lean towards playing blue pip cards and control and things with tough. I'm not that impressed by Clobber. I actually am I'm more interested in Parsec um, and the and Flame Out, the three-star bold two-head. Let me first off say that I'm really not interested in this guy in a blue-black deck, personally. I hate to disagree with you, um, Kent, 
But I just think Ominous is going to give you better bang for your buck every time there. Um, he's guaranteed Pierce 4 for one fewer um, actual stars on the character. He's also got Pierce when he comes off. Clobber is going to give you the bold 3 is basically going to be worth at a max, maybe like at a max, maybe Pierce 4. And I, I just, I feel like you're not spending your, your, your traits, or sorry, your stars the way that you maybe want to efficiency-wise. Um, not that it isn't an interesting idea. I, I I do think clobber on smaller body modes might be really interesting because I think when you take that approach towards uh, building an aggro deck where every attacker is significant um, regardless of the size or cost, I think that is kind of like where aggro is really strong. And I'm not as interested in putting him on anyone who's medium to large size because even on a nine star character, you're doing you're doing you know 13 stars for this and. I, I'm just not a huge believer in a three-wide aggro right now. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe hold the line that was previously spoiled will give that that archetype or macro archetype larger life, but he doesn't interest me all that much. I, I just don't think that's where you want to be spending your stars. I think you want to be spreading them wide because you want all of your you want all of your attackers to be as significant as you possibly can. That's that's my two cents. Well, in, in that case, he's not actually in a three-wide deck uh, because when when uh, his body mode is KO'd, he's going to come out, so there's four-wide. That's true, and that will be – and he is certainly a significant attacker by himself. Two bold three off of a little dude is – that's real. Uh, it's actually – oh, yeah, sorry, two bold three. My bad. I was looking at his health and getting excited again. Oh, if it was four, I'd be changing my tune if he was four attack. Then he'd be so good when he popped off. He'd be in, he would be busted. It needs to be a six star head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not excited by the stratagem either. Um, maybe we'll get more Dinobot love. Who knows? Maybe there'll be like some Dinobot uh, pip cards. Some of the hybrid pip cards will be Dinobot, and they'll be really good. Who knows? That could be a thing. But I haven't seen it yet, so prove me wrong, all you listening. And those of you who are talking with me, prove me wrong. Show me I'm dumb. <laughs> oh, no, I mean I, I do agree with I do agree that you um, with your sentiments, but I do think it's just I think this guy is pretty strong, even just in just the generic orange shell. All right, I'll stop complaining. It's not complaining. It's all good. It's a, it's a good. It was a good debate. With mainly you talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can stop talking so no, much. You're, you you're good. You're good. It was a joke. Okay. 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 Uh, well, we do have one more head to cover uh, in this week's spoilers. It is Chasm. He was originally uh, partnered with Quake, so he kind of he came out like today as of the recording of this podcast. And uh, let's go over him a little bit. So he's a four-star Decepticon head. He grants plus two attack, so kind of uh, two exactly of Monzo. Monzo. Um, kind of like a double up <clears throat> as far as rate, same rate. Um, and when he pops off into head mode, he is a Titan Master melee with four attack, four health, and no defense with a little bit of vanilla in that text box. Um, I, I'm i not excited by this. I actually think that Arcana, who is kind of like the exact foil to Chasm, is maybe actually better rate because there's fewer effects in the game that provide equivalent defense effects for equivalent stars, whereas this is... I kind of want this to be a little bit higher up on rate. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I kind of feel that way, too. Um, to attack, it, I guess it really depends on the meta and which way you're trying to crack it, if you actually want that, uh, since most of us sort of lean towards defense. Uh, we're probably not going to use him, um, but Maybe someone will figure something out with him. Uh, I'll say this, like his character art, like in bot mode. I mean, he looks like a hip hop hype man, like <laughs> just trying to pump up the crowd or something. Um, so I actually really like his art, but that's probably the most that I like about this character. <laughs> so Chasm, I think my, I don't know if I want to pay four stars for this, but I could see him in the control mirror. Just starting off with two extra attack on your big boy, just I don't know. I feel that might that might put you over the edge, but I don't know if I want to pay four stars to do that. That that's probably some testing. 
just like as a reaching a certain damage threshold, just like faster, because you're gonna reach that damage threshold, and then you're basically going above the mirror, the mirror or control mirror in that sense. So I don't know how effective four stars will be for that, but because Monxo or Monex or whatever his name is uh, could, <laughs> could also fill that role, but yeah. I mean the Philanthropics just... Edmonics over here. <laughs> But yeah, just just a positive I think might that might come out. That's fair. Joel, you got any thoughts on this guy? He does say attack, so that's really more in your wheelhouse. Oh yeah, thanks a lot. So I think <laughs> so I think that the plus two attack for for four stars is it, that's just not enough. You're just not getting enough. Like if you put it on Skull Smasher, you have an eight an eight attack for fifteen stars. You might as well just be running a Galaxy Prime if you're going to pay 15 stars for 8 attack and only 14 health and only 1 defense and not really a very useful ability. I don't know why you would put this on on that guy or really any of them. Just 2, two extra attack just isn't as relevant for 4 stars, although I was just saying Bolt 3 is awesome for 4 stars when really you're probably only getting 2 or 3 more attack out of that. I don't but, know. I but, think bolt three is closer to four attack. But when but when uh, when when Clobber pops off, his attack is much more relevant than than Chasm's also. Also, like something maybe maybe to consider back what uh, Kai was talking about is reaching a certain damage threshold in a control mirror is possibly putting this on Perceptor. And just, like, making that guy get huge as fast as you possibly can. Um, I'm not sure if that's, like, a relevant tournament strategy, um, but it could be depending on, you know, how the meta starts to form. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you it's because Perceptor also builds attack so steadily over the course of a game you could also make an argument that you could just play Arcana on Perceptor, then he's a base 4 defense character with 12 health that eventually attacks for, you know, 11 base, and you still get to play, like, 13 stars extra because 4 uh, from Chasm or Arcana plus uh, the 8 from Perceptor's actual body means only 12, so you have 13 stars left to work with. Like, I don't know. The problem is not... It is does is what Chasm does good. The problem is that is it on par with the other options? I think in an aggressive strategy, Clobber is going to be better for the exact same star count. I think both when it's a head mode and once it pops off into body mode into bot mode. Um, and in a defensive shell, I I can see what you're talking about, Kai. And if if there were some difference in the sideboarding rules where you got to both have a a full character and kind of an accessory card in your sideboard that was either a head or a stratagem, right? If you got to do something like that in your sideboard, I could totally see this living in the sideboard of of, um, like blue decks so that they they could side it in as a head to kind of edge out the mirror. But I think otherwise there's too much competition in all the places where you would be playing this card for it to actually see any uh, competitive level play. I do think it'll be very good in limited, though, in sealed, because weapons are kind of what drive sealed, and plus two attack is basically a weapon. All right, before I take us uh, into the break for the first part of this episode, you guys want to? What's your what's your favorite art from the from the head modes you were just talking about? Because I was looking through some of them while we were talking, and they're pretty sick. Once Kent mentioned chasms. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, chasm a lot. Um... Actually, I think there are, a lot of them are pretty cool. Parsec looks like she is doing some kind of skateboard tournament, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> kickflip. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Some Tony Hawk move. Um, I will say they are very action heavy for the one the one second you're going to see them. It's very interesting. <laughs> They're kind of shiny. They'll catch your attention. They're shiny, and then they die. And it's like, oh, <laughs> at least it was cool. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Joel, do you have a favorite? No, I I, I like Styler. He looks he looks uh, pretty cool. Looks He's a cool customer, even though uh, he's he should be very afraid with his health being the only one. But, but he, he's just he's – just, 
playing like it I, off. No, I got this. He's full, he's full of confidence. Yeah, he looks <laughs> like it. Um, I think mine is Kreb personally. Kreb looks like he's screaming, probably some kind of expletive or battle cry, at uh, at whoever he's fighting, and he's in the superhero pose. You know how they talk about when like superheroes in Marvel movies, like they land with the fist oh. down and the knee up. <laughs> He's in the superhero pose. He literally has it going on. Um, that's my favorite. I, I, I actually, could... like, I, I feel, uh, Kreb, maybe that is my favorite now that you mention it. He looks like he's about to come out of the card and grab you by the neck. And then his other arm is, like, reeling back and is going to just punch you in the face. Yeah. Um, for for only two attack, I mean, yeah, I say, then, then he's he remembers, pretty confident too. Yeah, and say, no defense. Yeah, then, then he remembers defense. he only has two attacks, so uh, <laughs> he finds his way to the KO zone. <laughs> he gets will, there eventually. Don't worry about it. I will say, like Flintlock is melee, but he is holding two guns. That doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? No. Well, we'll have to take it up with the Lord Police. Well, dear listeners, I think we'll take a break here to end the first part of our Wave 5 spoiler coverage from this week. We still have a ton to talk about with the bevy of battle cards and one more stratagem spoiled over this most recent window as of the date of this recording. Uh, We appreciate all of you out there listening, and we want to know if there's anything in particular you'd like us to cover, either on here together or in an article later. So go ahead and drop a comment on the video itself or comment those questions on the Facebook post that very likely led you to listen here in the first place. We'll be back before you know it with the rest of this week's spoilers, but until that time, clear eyes, flip bots, can't lose.